Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. All right, so I'm on Facebook earlier today, and I see this article. Surprise, it's not from the Huff Post or freaking BuzzFeed, but it says that according to a long road trip, Colorado drivers are the worst drivers. Are you kidding me? First of all, why would you base something off of one long road trip? Second of all, they had to have forgotten about Wyoming. One, it's an easy state to forget. Two, their drivers are horrible. People do not understand how to drive up there. And I understand that this whole thing is basically just based on perspective and experience, and it's very subjective. It's not really objective. But I'm going to go ahead and argue about it anyway to no end. I don't understand how you can possibly say that. Although, I will say this. Here's, here's the thing. I was driving to the post office today, and the light is red in front of us. And your boy over here, Bob, in front of me, who's like, I don't know, million years old, is uh, driving so slow. But it's not that he's driving slow, it's that he is slowing down for the red light about 300 feet before the red light. So, you know, we're going 40 down the street, and then we get 500 feet away from the light. He starts slowing down a little bit. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. And then we're like 400 feet from the red light, and we're going 20 miles an hour. And then the rest of the way, from 300 feet to the freaking red light, we're going 10 miles an hour. And I'm sitting back there losing my freaking mind. So you know that now that I've gone full circle, maybe, maybe they're just basing are driving off of those kinds of people. Also, the people who drive Foresters and have 50 million bumper stickers on their car. That is, I mean, that has to be it. Otherwise, I don't know what they're talking about. They, they, they must have forgotten Wyoming and completely skipped over that. Anyway, that's the rant for the day. I guess we probably should get onto these questions here, huh? So the question of the day here is from Tanutes. I can't get over that Instagram handle. Cracks me up. Shout out to your girl, Kara. Uh, the question is, hey buddy, quick question. I know you preach about losing weight by calorie deficit, but is there such a thing as needing to eat more to lose weight? Uh, the reason I picked this question is because one, yes, two, it's right up my alley. I love talking about this stuff. This is one of the, my favorite joys, especially with working with my online clients, is teaching them and enabling them to eat more food while somehow magically, just kidding, it's not magic, magically getting leaner. So, Tanutes, to answer your question, Kira, to answer your question, yes. Um, it is It is definitely, or excuse me, there is definitely such a thing as the need to eat more to lose weight. Now, here's how it works. It's essentially called um, reverse dieting. Um, it's, I don't really like the name, it's just kind of like a marketing term. The name's not bad. But essentially how it works is what you would do over a period of time is find your basal metabolic rate or your total daily energy expenditure, which is just how many calories you're burning in a day with your activity, all that stuff your BMR, and then you would just try to figure out, you know, how many calories it is. How many calories do you need to eat in a day in order to maintain your current body weight? That'll give you a good idea of your starting point as far as your food intake. Now, like I, like I say with most things, this is something that requires um, tracking. You are going to have to track your food to, to, to really get this down. But from that starting point, when you figure out how many cal calories you need to be eating in order to maintain your weight, you're going to introduce some resistance training in there. And in that resistance training, you're going to be doing big compound movements. You're going to prioritize strength and muscle building. And then every single week, what you're going to do is slowly increase 
your food intake by a small percentage. And that depends on how much your weight changes week by week. So for example, what I have my clients do is I have them take a, an average weight. So I have them weigh themselves uh, five to seven days per week. And then we take that average. And if their average weight goes up, that means that their body is... Um, it, it might not be assimilating, assimilating and absorbing the calories as good as we want it to. So um, what we do is we keep things the same. If their average weight stays the same, that means for the most part that they're putting on lean muscle tissue um, and that their body is really utilizing and absorbing those calories and using them well. So then we increase the caloric intake again by a small percentage. If the average weight drops, um, that's an even better sign because then that shows that you have more room to increase your caloric intake. So the big concept behind the picture, the big idea is that what you're doing is you're increasing your basal metabolic rate. So you're, you're increasing the amount of calories that you burn in a day at rest doing nothing. And that is done by um, increasing testosterone through strength training, whether you're a guy or a girl, and um, increasing that lean muscle tissue as well. So if we were to break this down into a process, just to kind of go over it one more time, it would kind of, uh, it would look like this. So week one, you figure out, you just track your food. So week one, you track your food for seven days and you don't try to reach a certain, a certain goal, a certain amount of proteins, carbs, or fats, or calories. You're just eating as you normally would, listening to your hunger signals. The only difference is that you're just tracking it now, whether that's MyFitnessPal, a journal, some other app, whatever you want to do, you're just tracking it. And then after that week is over, you figure out the average amount of carbohydrates you eat in a day, um, proteins, uh, fats, and then your total calories. So you're going to average all of those out and say, okay, this is about on average what I am eating every single day and every single week. Let's say I'm eating whatever, 100 grams of protein, I'm eating 250 grams of carbs, and 70 grams of fat. So that would be um, the average intake for the week. And what that's going to give me a rough idea of is, is what my body is used to. So given my energy that's expended with whether it's working out, working, walking around, folding laundry, doing chores, whatever it is, that's going to tell me how many, how many calories I am burning with all of the activity going on in my life. And so then the next week, what you're going to do is you're going to introduce some sort of resistance training routine. Like I said, um, I mean, some people can get away with three days a week, um, especially if you're you know novice or you're, you're really a beginner and you haven't lifted before. But I prefer to have people lift four days per week um, and then slowly progress from there, especially if they have an interest in it and they enjoy working out. So you're going to introduce some sort of resistance training in there. And in that resistance training, like I said, you're going to prioritize big compound lifts. You're going to prioritize your, um, your, your functionality and your movements and your biomechanics in those lifts. So you're going to focus on your squats, your deadlifts, your um, lunges, your bench press, your shoulder press, anything like that that involves multi-joint movements. You want those big muscle building movements in your routine. Now, once again, ladies, just because I said big muscle building movements doesn't mean you're going to look like a freak of nature once you're doing this routine. Even a small increase in lean muscle tissue it, uh, it makes a big contribution contribution towards your overall calories burned in a day. So you're going to introduce the, the, the training routine there and the, and the resistance training. And then um, in week one, what you're going to do is add more calories to your current intake. So you found your average of where you're normally at. You're going to add some calories um, to your intake. And usually I set people's protein around 0.6 to 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. And then the rest is carbs and fats, depending on their goal, situation, whatever. So we add a little bit, usually anywhere from 2% to 10% um, of a caloric increase to what they're currently eating. So that's what you would do with yourself. And as you're consistent with that every single day, you're going to weigh yourself every single day and then find out your average weight at the end of the week. If your average weight 
has gone up. Oh, and one more thing to add, this, this only works if you're consistent with your macronutrients. If your goal is 2,000 calories with a certain amount of macronutrients and one day you eat 1,000, one day you eat 2,500, and then the rest of the days you eat, whatever, 1,500, that's not going to give you any idea of how your body's utilizing the calories that are assigned to you because you're not staying consistent with it every single day. So anyway, um, once you're consistent with it, you're going to get the average of those weigh-ins that you have taken throughout the week. And if your average weigh-in goes up significantly, um, usually I say anywhere than like 1.5 pounds, um, especially if you're a, a an advanced lifter and your weight goes up a ton, that might be a sign that you're eating too much. Um, if you're a beginner, it's, it's, it's more likely that you'll put on lean tissue pretty quick um, because your just body isn't used to that stimulus. So if you gain a ton of weight, that's a good sign that your body isn't using, using the calories um, too well. It's not using them for performance. It's not really absorbing them to restore um, glycogen. It's kind of just storing them as, as, as fat, potentially. And I'll get more into that later. So in that situation, what you would do is the next week going into it, you would just drop your um, your calories a bit, and then you would see where your average weight goes the next week. Um, and then if your average weight maintains, that's a great sign. Usually then what you're going to do is increase your calories again, and then see if your average weight stays the same. If your average weight goes down, once again, another good sign that you can add more calories to your intake. And the idea, like I said, big picture, is that you're adding calories every single week in order to increase the amount of calories that your body burns at rest. Because... If you're in a place where you want to go in a caloric deficit to lose fat, because when, when it comes down to losing fat, you gotta be you gotta be eating fewer calories than you're um, burning in a day. So if you want your body to be in an optimal place for that, in the, especially in the context of modern life, you're gonna wanna be in a place where you are eating a large amount of calories. Let's say you get your metabolic rate or the amount of calories that you eat in a day while maintaining weight um, up to 2,500. If you decide to go in a caloric deficit, you can be losing fat at 2,200, 2,100 calories rather than maintaining your body weight at 1,500 calories and having to go down to 1,200 or 1,000, 1,300, whatever, um, and that would just be miserable. It's, it's not good for modern life, for our current lifestyles, so it's better if you can have a really fast metabolism and burn a lot of calories throughout the day because that's going to give you, one, easier fat loss, and two, um, just more flexibility in your lifestyle. You won't have to be in a caloric deficit and worry about, oh, I can't have a slice of pizza because it's going to send me over on my calories. Oh, I can't have this um, giant salad because it's going to send, send me over on my calories. You can have some more freedom and flexibility with your nutrition there. So that's kind of big picture what that would look like. So you're just increasing your intake week by week in order to increase your lean muscle tissue and in order to allow your body to burn more calories at rest, making, a, making more room for fat loss down the road, essentially making a bigger caloric budget down the road. That way you can take calories away and still be eating quite a bit of food in order, or excuse me, while you are trying to lose that body fat. So I know that was kind of a bit, that wasn't a rant, but it was kind of um, a lot of detail all at once, kind of projectile vomited all over the place with that information. Um, but yes, it is possible to eat more food in order to lose weight, especially now there are a lot of people who damage their metabolisms. I shouldn't say they damage their metabolisms. That's that's the wrong wording. But what they do is they essentially slow them down because they're doing hours of cardio per day and they're starving themselves. And if you guys don't know already, our bodies are made to adapt and survive. Our bodies don't really understand, I need to lose body fat to look good and I need to build, I need to build muscle to look good. They understand, okay, um, I have this much work to do every single day as far as burning calories. I am eating this much food, therefore I am going to adapt and change in this way. So if you're on the on the treadmill for hours a day, doing cardio hours a day and starving yourself, 
you're essentially turning your metabolism into an engine of a Prius. So it's gonna take a low amount of fuel, a low amount of calories, and make them last a very long time. If we were modern hunt if we were hunters and gatherers, that would be ideal because food is scarce and we're moving around a lot. That would be great for survival. Same thing if you're like a marathon runner, some sort of endurance athlete, um, something like that. But in the context of modern life, where we are a little bit more sedentary, we're working out every once in a while, and we still want to be lean and maintain that leanness, this is, uh, it's, it's a better option to turn your body into an engine of whatever, like a Ferrari or a semi-truck, something that takes a lot of calories um, but burns through them really fast because, once again, that's going to make your freedom with your nutrition choices a little easier, and then that's going to also make fat loss a lot easier. So hopefully that answers your question um, to Newt's. Hopefully that answers your guys' question as far as um, eating more to lose weight, reverse dieting, so on and so forth. If you guys are stuck with any sort of um, fitness goal, you're plateaued, you're not sure what's going on, why you're not losing weight, take a look at that. Track your food and see how much you're eating and see if you can't slowly increase your food intake in order to improve your metabolism because that might be the deal. And also if you're going super low fat and you're starving yourself, you could be really um, hurting your... Um, hormone function, which plays a massive role in fat loss as well. So anyway, I hope this, hope this answers your guys' question. I can't wait to get into the next question on the next episode. Hope you guys are having an awesome day. Um, listen, so we have a Facebook page, Pullman Fitness. We have, or excuse me, I have Instagram, Adam underscore Pullman Fit. Go ahead and give me a follow as well as Pullman Fitness, a like on Facebook there. And other than that, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is the podcast. Thank you.